Welcome, listeners. Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Mike Summer again. Looking forward to this. This is uh, this was something that was uh, brewing, and we're going to hear hear from Mike on a topic that uh, that he's actually dealt with uh, this on his excellent podcast. But first, thanks sponsors: Tops Panini Upper Deck, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, Comc.com, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, and last but not least, Burbank Sports Cards. Robin, Ryan, Barris. So, welcome, Mike. We're going to talk about. Uh, uh, alternative selling platforms. Uh, when I did that episode with Doug Kale a while back, you responded, and uh, and I had other responses, and I think that was not intended to be exhaustive. In fact, it was intended to kind of get the conversation started, and I'm delighted to continue the conversation with you. You did an excellent series on um, ComC. Thank you. Multi-part series that I thought was excellent. Again, they're one of my sponsors. I'm actually a, a fan and a user of ComC. And uh, I don't really want to shortchange them, uh, except today, I really would rather direct people to either my previous podcast or to your podcast. Especially, I think, did you do a three-part series? Yeah, it was a, a three-part series on ComC, kind of so, covering. So listeners, go go see uh, Wax Pack Hero for that. And, and uh, but... But there are others that uh, Doug and I didn't talk about, specifically Facebook Marketplace. And I think Sport Lots didn't get really a lot of action. So I wanted to get a little dialogue going with you about uh, when, where, why, and how uh, those would make sense for somebody. Sure, sure, yeah. Um, I, I've i kind of talked a little bit about my approach to selling. I, I use a, a multifaceted approach depending on the type of cards that I'm selling. And so, um, and I usually outline it with, eBay for things that I want to sell quickly and timely. Typically for me, that's cards that are um, either sets, like complete sets or cards worth over $20 or so. I use ComC mainly for cards in that $1 to $20 range. But Sport Lots is where things come in for me, where I have a, I found them as a great place to move base cards and kind of your standard insert cards. You know, there's a big number of set collectors out there who use um sport lots to help fill their sets. And so it's an, it's a platform that has allowed me to move base and insert cards, even comments that a lot of people view as worthless, but it's allowed me to, to turn that into some, some nice extra revenue. What, uh, explain, uh, sport lots, the L O T S part. Are you selling on sport lots lots, or do you put a lot of cards on there and sell them one at a time? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't order there. Yeah. I don't know why they, I think the name that they chose whenever it was set up um, does sometimes lead to some confusion because it's not just a lot in the traditional sense that is is sold. Um, uh, my typical order is usually, um, I don't know, it's it's usually a group of cards that are all from the same set. That That's probably the most common. So, you know, I had a, an order today of a bunch of upper deck um, hockey cards, you know, that all came from the same upper deck set. Um, you know, I'll get I had a set of, or yesterday I had a big order of Michael Jordan cards that all came from one of the upper deck special Michael Jordan sets. And so a lot of times it's set collectors, you can tell, but based on how those orders are put together, there's other times where I'll get a player collector that'll just search for a particular player and go down my list and, and pick out every, um, every card of a particular player that I want. And so there, it really is kind of that blend of, of player collectors and set collectors that make up my typical orders. They do have an auction functionality that lets you sell in lots. And there'll be times where I'll bundle up a, a big flat rate box full of heritage cards from a particular year or something like that. If I've got a lot of extras that I don't want to list individually. And so there are lots available on the site, but most of my orders are, it, it would seem to be from set collectors or player collectors. 
how fast can you input cards into there? I mean, is it a, a basically if you did have a lot of, uh, you know, Jose Canseco cards uh, and you wanted to put them up there, does it take a long time? Is it uh, how how simple is the input process? You know, when you again, we're not talking about ComC so much today, but with ComC, you send them the cards. They do that work. So uh, what yep. what's involved there in terms of inputting it, making it available on sport lots? Yeah, so their listing process is really set driven. And so it's optimized for people who are going to have things organized by set and then in number order. And if you've got that done, that's where the the time, the bulk of the time for me comes into play. And so if you've got that done, um, it goes pretty quick because their, their listing screens are pretty much like a big spreadsheet or database entry screen. Um, and so I usually recommend to people if sport lots is great, if you've got a large number of cards from a particular set that you can get in order and then, and then list, it is not great if you've got a hodgepodge of random serial numbered cards, or you get a big player collection that you want to list. That's not what it's for because um, for you to be able to pull the cards, I need to know what box I need to go to, to get that particular year and set and, and that type of thing. And that's what I found the most success with. So player collectors, uh, so sport lots, not, not as uh, appropriate or it's just a little more cumbersome for entering. If, yeah, if you're a buyer of players, it works great. You can still search by player and, and see the list of cards that are for sale. As a seller, though, it would be pretty cumbersome to, if your collection is organized by, or your inventory is organized by player, it would be challenging to use sport lots. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, you've also mentioned uh, Facebook Marketplace as being yep. kind of a local option. Uh, and and uh, that's, uh, I mean, I've heard some criticism of it that it, it doesn't have the same policing that, uh, that eBay has, but, but it's better than Craigslist. Is that mm-hmm. fair? Yeah, I think so. So personally for me, the, the things that I sell on Facebook Marketplace locally are the bulk of what's left from a big collection that I purchased. You know, if, if, I, if I've got a lot of, of random things that don't seem to fit well for my sport lots listings, they're not in that dollar to $20 range that I would typically sell on ComC. You know, that's the type of stuff that I will pass on or move on in some of these big collections. If I've got a lot of 80s and 90s, um, complete sets and some of that type of stuff that aren't real economical to sell on eBay. And I've got enough, a handful that I take to my local show. I'll bundle all of that stuff up into a big 20, 30, 40,000 card collection, quote unquote collection that I'll list on Facebook marketplace and essentially just try to pass it on to somebody else who likes to go through that stuff. I leave some good, good players and good stars and things in there. It's not meant to, to take advantage of somebody. I want them to still be happy, but I price them pretty low and use it to kind of offload that bulk inventory. So it's it's better than giveaway stuff, but it's right. not, you know not not high value stuff. Uh, one uh, one of the questions I have is if you give a player lot because I'm organizing more of my cards by player. And if you had a let's see, let's say you have 200 assorted Jose Canseco cards, and they're you know a variety of years, and a hundred of them are different. Where do you where do you sell those? I mean to list them individually on sport lots. Sounds like that would take a long time to send them into Com C. You're taking now a 35 cent hit just to get them listed, and many of those are already fully populated. There, uh, they're not cards that Rob Barris is lists on his buy on his buy list. Uh, again, I was wondering if, uh, well, I mean, the the shipping is not prohibitive, but as you increase the numbers, the shipping can be pretty prohibitive. But what is your sense of that? Of you know, I, I've wondered if you had a hundred different if you couldn't sell a hundred different for the same price that you could sell 200 assorted. 
Yeah, it's for, for those types of things for me, there's a couple different things that I'll do. And and one is I do set up at a local show that we've got a local monthly show. And those are things that I will take, you know, Conseco in particular, except for outside of a few of his more prominent cards, I would have those in my quarter box at a local show. And people still have a desire to come and go through those guys and those stars from the, the 70s, 80s and 90s. And then the other thing that I'll do is if I if I acquire too many, you know, I start filling up those boxes too many. A lot of times I will take those star player lots and put them on eBay as a, as a bulk listing of, you know, 200 of this star. And, um, I found success in being able to move them there. You don't necessarily get top dollar. Um, but it is a way that you can get those in the hands of people who, um, love to collect those particular stars. Agreed. Uh, what I was wondering about with these alternative selling platforms, I'm just wondering, again, a show is a local thing where you just take your box or your boxes to the show and, and see what happens. But, uh, but I would assume Facebook Marketplace could actually work for that kind of stuff too. If there was a local tie to the player, you know, yeah. I'm in Dallas and uh, I had a bunch of uh, Clayton Kershaw cards. Well, yep. he, he went to high school here. And uh, so I would assume there would be some interest in that and that, and that would you'd save on the postage and you, so would, would that make sense? Yeah, I think that would make sense. And that, and some of that happens around here in central Illinois. We have, we pull both from the two Chicago teams as well as St. Louis fans where we're at. And so that is something that's done. And, and sport lots is an option if you do it as that player collection using their auction functionality where you can, you know, you can put it as a, as a bulk listing of those hundred Conseco cards or whatever, um, and then run it as an auction on sport lots. But yes, like you said before, listing all of those individually on sport lots would be a challenge. And uh, just putting you on the spot. I mean, I don't know how much of a math guy you are, but you know, a hundred different is a hundred different equal worse or better than 200 assorted. Is a hundred different than two. Are you saying 200 random that might have some doubles and all of that mixed in? Yeah. I mean, can you get a nickel, uh, Nick? In other words, if it's 200 cards assorted, that's a nickel a piece. Maybe that's 10 bucks. And if it's a hundred different, maybe that's 10 cents a piece. And that's still the same 10 bucks. And you, it's less cards, but it's, it's more work if they're not already organized into different. I mean, do you have any sense of that? Yeah. I don't know that I've done the analysis. I know that I've sold both, you know, I've sold some lots where they are all unique and I've sold some where it's, it's assorted. It seems a little bit like it's a different buyer. You know, there's buyers who just want everything and there's buyers who only want those, those unique ones. Um, and then there's even probably buyers who say, yeah, I know you've got a hundred different ones, but what are every, what's every one of those hundred? Because I've already got a bunch and I only want to buy this if it's the ones that I don't have, or there's a good portion of ones I don't have. And so I've had success with both, but I think it's a different buyer. That's one of the things I want to experiment with. I want to, I'm going to, that's one of the things I talked about a, a month ago or so about have doing some eBay experiments because eBay is the broadest marketplace, I mm-hmm. think, uh, reaches the most uh, eyeballs. And if I did some experiments mainly at fixed price, I would, other than some flukes, I would kind of know if, if people just pass on it or if they float some, you know, ridiculous, uh, you know, would you take kind of uh, uh, offers against my, uh, against my fixed price listing. But at least yeah. you have an idea, if it's crickets, then you realize you, you're either way too high. But uh, any other, uh, we're almost out of time. What, what any other uh, alternative selling platforms that, that uh, we haven't discussed or that you think are, are promising? Or is there, is there an opportunity in the marketplace for some uh, new entity? Yeah, you know, those are the three that are foundational, what I consider as foundational to the way that I buy and sell cards. Um, with Facebook being the, the way that I try to move off a lot of the, the bulk inventory later. You know, I'm curious to see um, starstock.com is going to be launching soon as kind of a, a hybrid between 
um, CompC and and maybe eBay and and some of the other um, options there. You know, from a fixed price perspective, I'm see the I'm interested to see the splash that they are going to make in the industry as they try to get off the ground and get started. Um, it sounds like they're trying to bring a little more of the the analytics of values into their platform, and so it's they haven't quite launched yet, so it's hard to say how well that's that's going to go. But um, it, it sounds like they've got some interesting ideas. It does, but um, again, I like to be positive tone. But could you think of a? I'm, I'm hoping this is not the case because I'm Switzerland now. I'm neutral. I'm hoping that the, that everybody in the hobby does well. But in part of me says, could they have picked a worse time to launch? I mean, it, it might turn out good for them because people are at home and have time to check out new things. But on the other hand, it, we're we're in uncertain times, and people, uh, you know, don't necessarily. Well, I, what what is your sense of that? Yeah, I think it is definitely a, a challenging time to to get started. Um, but at the same time, I think we've seen through the first few weeks of this, um, you know, coronavirus impact that some of the online sales are still fairly strong. You know, I think eBay sales have been strong. My own personal sport lots and ComC sales have have taken a small hit, maybe, but still, relatively speaking, um, I'm still doing pretty well. You know, through this first month of of Corona impact, so um, it, I think. Th- it would be much more of a challenge if they were launching something that was going to be um, public facing or require a lot of physical, you know, interaction. But with them being a an online, another online platform, um, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Well, we wish them well. I know they've uh, sponsored a bunch of podcast podcasts, and uh, again, I'm hopeful that uh, you know, there's there's always it's like restaurants. There's always room for one more if the food is great. Yeah, this is good. So, thanks, Mike. Uh, thanks, listeners. Be back again tomorrow with another episode. Mike, keep up the good work and. Uh, Uh, listeners, check out Waxpack Hero.